delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangsta Rap. Let's go. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that discovers something new about history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're talking about the day when mankind first encountered helium, the noble gas that adds lift to our balloons, gives us squeaky voices, and keeps the Large Hadron Collider from exploding. The day was August 18, 1868. French astronomer Pierre-Jules César Janssen discovered an unknown element while observing a solar eclipse. What he saw later turned out to be helium, the first extraterrestrial element ever discovered, as it had never been found before on Earth. The mid-19th century was an exciting time for the field of astronomy. In 1859, for example, German researchers Gustav Kirchhoff and Robert Bunsen worked out a way to determine the composition of heavenly bodies. They discovered that heating different elements produced bright lines of light, which were visible through a spectroscope, a kind of prism that disperses light into measurable wavelengths. The scientists also learned that each element produces its own unique spectrum, which meant that if they turned their spectroscopes skyward, they'd be able to identify the elemental makeup of the sun and stars based on the lines of light they emitted. After this breakthrough, Janssen and his fellow stargazers threw themselves headfirst into this new form of light analysis. Although he lived in Paris, Janssen traveled all over Europe and Asia, hunting down the best positions from which to observe the night sky. He also chased after solar eclipses, as those events provided the rare chance to study the colorful, flame-like bursts that emanated from the sun, something we now know to be hot clouds of dense gas called solar prominences. At the time, scientists thought the spectrum of the sun could only be observed during an eclipse, 
So to make the most of this seemingly rare opportunity, Jansen would travel to a spot within the eclipse's narrow path of totality so that he'd have the best vantage point possible. His quest took him to Italy in February of 1867, and then the following summer he traveled all the way to Gunter, India to witness that year's solar eclipse. Both of those expeditions were funded by the French government and its National Academy of Sciences, at a cost of more than 70,000 francs total. Thankfully, on the morning of August 18, 1868, the nation's investment paid off. Janssen watched as the moon passed in front of the sun and revealed the solar prominences that were otherwise invisible to the human eye. He noticed, as did many others that day, that the glowing emissions were mostly composed of super-hot hydrogen gas. However, Janssen also spotted something that most others overlooked. While looking through his spectroscope, he realized there was a line of yellow light that didn't correspond to the wavelength of any known element. It came closest to that of sodium, but was different enough to warrant further investigation. According to the science of his day, that investigation would have to wait until the next solar eclipse. But Janssen wasn't so sure. He thought that the mysterious line might be bright enough to be viewed even without the aid of an eclipse, so long as you had a way to filter out all the other wavelengths of visible light. Janssen's hypothesis would later bear fruit in the form of the spectroheliscope, a special telescope dedicated to examining the spectrum of the sun. Janssen didn't know it, but some 5,000 miles away, English astronomer Joseph Norman Lockyer had reached the same conclusion. In fact, the two scientists each wrote a paper detailing their observations, and in a strange twist, both of them arrived at the French Academy of Sciences on the same day. The papers overlapped on nearly every point, including descriptions of the mysterious yellow light and of how to view the sun without an eclipse. The synchronicity of the two reports posed a problem for the Academy. Namely, they didn't know who to credit for the discovery. Because although Janssen had made his observations first, on August 18th, both men's work was made public on the same later date. Faced with an impossible choice, fellow astronomer Hervé Fay suggested a compromise. Instead of trying to proportion the merit of the discovery, and consequently diminishing it, he said, would it be better to attribute impartially the whole honor to both of these men of science, who, separated by some thousands of miles, have each been fortunate enough to reach the intangible and invisible by a method which is probably the most astonishing that the genius of observation has ever conceived. Janssen and Lockyer thought that would be better, and agreed to share credit for the discovery. There was still a big lingering question, though. What exactly had they discovered? The most straightforward explanation was that the yellow light represented a new, unknown element, one that hadn't yet been found on Earth. But at the time, many scientists found that hard to believe, and since they didn't have spectroheliscopes of their own to see the evidence themselves, they assumed it wasn't true. Lockyer ignored the naysayers, asserting that he had indeed helped discover a new element, and that he believed it could also exist on Earth. He even went so far as to name it, calling it helium, after the Greek name for the sun, Helios. Some members of the scientific community ridiculed Lockyer and Janssen for their so-called discovery. Others believed them, 
but thought that helium could exist only in space. There were several efforts to recreate the element in a lab, most notably those of English chemist Edward Franklin, but every attempt ended in failure. Finally, though, in 1882, helium was discovered on Earth by the Italian physicist Luigi Palmieri. While analyzing lava from Mount Vesuvius, he heated up the gas inside a chunk of uranium ore and observed the unmistakable yellow spectral line of helium. Twelve years after that, the Scottish chemist William Ramsey further experimented with the gas and found definitive proof that helium occurs naturally on Earth. Janssen and Lockyer were finally vindicated, and mankind officially had a new element to play with. Today, helium is best known as the gas that fills balloons and makes your voice sound funny at parties, but it actually has several important applications that have nothing to do with your birthday. For example, helium is often used in airbags, as it's non-toxic, non-flammable, and has a high expansion rate. Another useful attribute of helium is that its liquid state has the lowest boiling point of any material on the planet. Not only does that make helium invaluable to cryogenics, it also makes it uniquely suited as a coolant for everything from the magnets in an MRI scanner to the LCD screen on your phone or TV. The only real downside to helium is that it isn't very easy to access. Earth's supply of the gas is generated deep underground through the natural radioactive decay of heavy elements, such as uranium and thorium. That means that even though helium is the second most abundant element in the known universe after hydrogen, it's still relatively rare on Earth. So rare, in fact, that Pierre Janssen had to look way out in space just to find it. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions you'd like to share, you can pass them along by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, what's good? 
But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.